Blog Talk Radio. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and we've got two great women on the show today. We have the jazz queen, Aubrey Logan, and a country western star from Canada, Kelsey Kulik. So stay tuned. This is going to be a lot of fun today. We may even have a special guest, too. Well, this is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host on Music Friday Live. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so don't forget, you can call in. You can talk to them at 347-215-7411. That's 347-215-7511. That's 7511. Don't even know my own phone number. <laughs> or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And in addition to our headliner guest today, we have a surprise visit, and I think he's right here. Hi there. Hello. Well, I see somebody on the on the line, but I don't hear them. So I thought we had Patrick, one of the. Patrick, it's Aubrey Logan here. Oh, hi there. Hi. Hang on hi. for just a hang on for just a second. You're a you're it's a tad bit early. Okay. Hi there. <laughs> You know when phones when uh, calls come into to our board, my engineer has to um, um, identify them, and it doesn't always happen exactly right. But anyway, uh, we we're going to have a special guest today um, for just a moment. But apparently, he's on the road. We're going to talk to er- er- Ernesto Villalobos, who's on the road. And you know, sometimes it's not really easy to make calls from on the road. So I'll just tell you about it. Uh, Villalobos, the Villalobos brothers, are on tour in the West. They are winners of the Vox Pop Award in 2013. That's the Independent Music Awards for the best song, the World Beat Song. Uh, They are champions at the 2013 Battle of the Burroughs, and they're going to be in the West. They're going to be in San Francisco and in Berkeley and uh, later on in L.A. So I want to let everybody know that you should go check out Via Lobos, the Via Lobos Brothers, and we may actually have them on uh, next week. So don't go away. We're going to take a, a quick break right now, and when we come back, as you heard, Aubrey, Aubrey Logan's going to be with us. Don't go away. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host, your host here on Music Friday Live. And I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and the radio affiliates on the CyberStayUSA.com network. And if you have questions or comments for our guests, call us at 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now then, I think we may have a special guest. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi, Patrick. This is our, who's this? Uh, this is Ernesto Villalobos with uh, the Yay. Villalobos Brothers. How are you doing? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're on the road. And it's hard to make calls. Uh, we just have a minute or two, but I because I've already told our audience about you and the fact that you won the Battle of the Burroughs on National Public Radio and and uh, yes. and and you're at the <laughs> Apollo. You're on tour in the West. Tell us where you're going to be. Absolutely, Patrick. Well, um, 
Now, this Saturday, we are uh, starting at the San Jose Jazz Fest um, at 2 p.m. Then uh, on Sunday, we're going to be uh, in Berkeley at the Freight and Savage. Um, on Wednesday, we go to Phoenix. On uh, Friday, we are in L.A. at Pico Union. And on Saturday, we are at the Lincoln, Lincoln Theater in Napa Valley. Wow. That, yeah, I've been to Lincoln Theater in Napa Valley. That is a great place, but all of those are wonderful. Now, um, you really quick, tell our audience what kind of music you play. Absolutely. Well, um, our music is a combination of Mexican music with classical music and rock. So what you can expect is a really high-energy, three-violin-centered music, but also with a rock band behind us. So you're really mixing influences you're mixing the mexican music from veracruz with the uh, new york city kind of high energy um a little bit of hip-hop a little bit of rock a little bit of jazz also thrown in there but we're all classically trained so well, this I, is really I, a contemporary high octane mexican fiddling well i can hardly that. wait i will I, i'm going to try my best to make it to the pico union uh, here in la very quickly we got about Fantastic. 15 seconds yeah. what's your tell website me. that will tell people where to get tickets Great. Uh, well, the shortcut is really We Sound Better. It's that tongue-in-cheek. But also you can go to villalobosbrothers.com or in Spanish, hermanosvillalobos.com. Um, it works those uh, those three ways. Villa as in a villa and then lobos as in los lobos. Villalobosbrothers.com. Okay. Thank you, Ernesto. I will see you at Pico Union. I really love what you do. Okay. Patrick, we're, congratulations we're... on the five years for 360. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye-bye now. Well, again, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan of Music Friday Live, and I'm welcoming all of our listeners to the Cyberstation.com network and the radio affiliates, and also, of course, to all of our Blog Talk Radio listeners. Now, Aubrey Logan calls herself a pop singer, but, but she will quickly add, you can't take the jazz out of this girl, and you can't. Whether she's singing Unplugged, as she will be next Thursday in L.A.'s uh, East Spot Lounge, or she has a combo behind her like she does in her Bad Love cover on the YouTube channel Postmodern Jukebox, which I might add has racked up over 500,000 views, or whether she has a full band behind her like I have seen her in uh, Hollywood's uh, premier jazz venue, the Catalina Jazz Club. Whatever she does, sing, play the trombone, tickle your funny bone with jokes and lyrics, this American Idol alum is a consummate entertainer, and she is so much fun to see, so much fun to listen to, and she's going to be a lot of fun to talk with because she's here right now. Aubrey, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick. It's good to be here. Well, I should say welcome back because you've been here before. I have. I have been there before. Last time we talked, I was up in Seattle, Washington, Um and now I'm back home in L.A., but it's kind of like home is L.A. and home is Seattle because Seattle is my hometown. So anyway. Well, there's a, there's a lot of us who, who are like that, too. Well, I get to see you again. <laughs> I get to see you next Thursday night at the East Spot in Studio City, and I'm so excited. I'm going to try to bring Yay. all my friends, and I want to bring awesome. everybody in Southern California who's listening right now. But I, I, have, I have to ask you, what do you mean when you say you're going to be unplugged? What I mean is we're going to get really, really um, up close and personal. I'm, I'm having bass and piano and me, and it's going to be an hour and a half of singing the songs that have been nearest and dearest to my heart, both the ones that, um, that have inspired me and the ones that I've written um, as well. So it's going to be really special. I'm incredibly excited. Well, will you have the trombone? Of course. That's never going away. That's and, a, you don't have to plug that in. <laughs> and will you be wearing your bright red platform shoes? Oh, you know what? If you ask me to, I will, Patrick. <laughs> That's that to me. <laughs> that the, the the platform shoes are almost as as important a trademark as the uh, the trombone. Uh, All right. Well, so now I'm I asked. Go get an outfit that matches those shoes, so I can wear them. <laughs> <laughs> well, plugged, <laughs> unplugged, multi-plugged, w- w- whatever, you always give a great show. Now, can Thank people you. buy tickets in advance? Yeah, they can, and they and they should. Um, they go to the eSpot Lounge website, just Google eSpot Lounge, or since it used to be called Vitello's, and the restaurant is still Vitello's, go to Vitello's Studio City, and then click on the calendar, and then click buy tickets, and get them today, and you can, like, 
select your seat just like a movie theater. You can find your seats online and choose the ones you want. And, and let, let me let me add that uh, even though it's upstairs from a restaurant, this is a really big restaurant. This is a good size uh, theater she's in. There's uh, yeah, there's it's a, like a dinner theater. Yeah, and it's one of LA's uh, very fine restaurants. So reserve your seats now. It's going to sell out. It always does. Yeah. When, whenever I see her live, it's it's, it's <laughs> packed. So so reserve those seats now. Well, you, you've got a video out now. Um, it's your cover of Taylor Swift's song, Bad Blood. It's been seen by over 500,000 people. So I, I want to play a little bit of it so our audience knows what all the excitement's about, and then we'll talk about what went on behind the scenes. You never let it go Cause baby now we got bad blood You know we used to be mad love So take a look what you've done Cause baby now we got bad blood Hey, I can't take it back Look where I'm at We was on D like TLC Remember that My TLC was quite OD I did my first Now peel, peel, peel with me Smiller, I rock I don't hate you But I hate to critique or rate you With these beats of a dark heart You say sun to replace you Take time and erase you no more, no, I don't hear no more, but I respect it quite sincere no more. Oh, it's so sad to think about the good times you and I. Cause baby, now we got bad blood. You know, we used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done. Now, I, I, I love the video that, that, that goes al- along with, with that, um, especially uh, the part with you sitting on top of a bright green icebox singing and then playing oh, the yeah. trombone in, in your pajama shorts. You know? uh, yeah, that was, um, that was a fun video. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet it was. A lot of costume changes in there. Um, I was going to ask you, though, it starts out uh, like it's a cover of the Donna Summer song, but then you, you take in a different direction with Lunch Money Lewis. Now, what's going on right. there? Is that, is that sort of one of your famous mashups? Yeah, well, you know, um, I like to, to uh, uh, well, I listened to Lunch Money Lewis' song, and I was like, this is hilarious. I have to do this. This has to be my next thing. And because he's just brilliant and, and funny. And, but, the, but immediately I, I, I like to pay homage to, like, older songs, too, when I do um, these new ones because um, it's just, you know, who I am, and, and I, like, I was born in the wrong decade and everything. And um, I, I just heard she works hard for the money i mean i i don't know it it made sense in my head he's talking about having bills to pay and and i just had this picture of donna summer you know in her waitress outfit in that in that wonderful music video she did of that song and and uh you know lunch money lewis is a is a, is a man and i was a girl so i figured i could add some feminine thing to it so that that's where that came from I, you know, I love the the kind of creativity that goes into to what you do in those mashups. Um, well, um, speaking of mashups, uh, we you have another mashup out there uh, that starts with "My Boyfriend's Back," the 1963 hit by the Angels, and it does a lot of little interesting things. So let's 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 play a little of that one too. Okay. You've been spreading lies that I was untrue. Look out, baby, cause he's coming after you. If your lips are moving, if your lips are moving, then you lie, lie, lying, baby. That would be hard to catch the animal. If your lips are moving. Okay, all right. We are back. Uh, we are back. Yes, we are. Uh, before, before we get into the specifics of that song, uh, let me ask you. You do a lot of mashups, and you, you kind of... Have, elevated the mashup to a personal art form how did that start and why um you know how did oh wow how did that start well it started with um i was i was flouncing around youtube because these are all youtube based um all of these can be found on my youtube channel and and we made them as videos so i was i was putzing around youtube looking at some of my favorite artists and um i noticed that that some people were having fun putting more than one song together and I just, it felt like it gave me permission to do what I always kind of wanted to do because um, sometimes I'll hear, I'll, I'll hear other influences in newer songs. So like one of them is a Bruno, I do this Bruno Mars song and I'll be like, man, he kind of reminds me of Michael Jackson sometimes, you know, in all the best ways. And so I just heard 
want to be starting something along with like one of Bruno's songs and, and it felt natural to me. So it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to do a history and review. It, it connects in my brain. Might not connect in everybody else's, but it connects in mine. <laughs> well, I think it, it, it uh, judging from the amount of views that some of these have, I think they co- they connect in everybody's brain. And we're talking you. with Aubrey Logan about her new new music, her new video, her upcoming show. We're talking to her about a lot of things, and you can talk with her too. You can phone yes. in. You can phone in at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. That's three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. Or you can email us, and people are starting to email us. So some of you don't obviously know the address. But for those of you who don't, it's Music Friday Live. It's Music Friday Live at gmail.com. Music Friday Live at gmail.com. And actually, let's let's just read a couple of these emails that have come in. This is Russell in San Francisco. And Russell wants to know, have you ever thought about mashing up Boogie Woogie and Jazz? Seems like they ought to go well together. Boogie Woogie and Jazz? Is he talking about Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, the song, or is he talking about a style? Well, I don't know. It's an email, so I can't ask him. Why don't we? Why don't we go with style? <laughs> That's right. It's totally an email, Russell. Well, um, you know what? If if I can boogie and I can jazz all in one song, I'd be happy to do that because I can't sit still. So that sounds like a plan to me. I'll find a way and I'll and I'll do it. All right, you, you you hear that, Russell? She she's gonna do it. Uh, we'll let you know when you when she does it. If it's live, you can come out. And you can watch her boogie woogie on her big bright red platform shoes. All right? Yes. Um, um, Bled Rose uh, in uh, also in uh, or Bled Rose in Los Angeles wants to know why did you start with the trombone? Why not a piano or something normal? I don't know why something trombone normal. Is <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You know what? I started out playing. Uh, I started out singing. Singing was the first thing I ever did, and um, I was uh, active as a child doing musical theater um, and playing a lot of child roles. And by the time I was about thir- twelve years old, I kind of stopped doing child roles in theaters and kind of went back to regular middle school and wanted to be with my friends. And um, all my friends were in this honors special smart kids class that I was in with them, and and all the nerd kids. And we, um, we, th- all those kids happened to be in band, except for me. And so they all had a different lunch hour than me because of the band schedule, which made me prepubescent, like crying all the time. And um, my mom said, why are you crying? And I said, I don't have lunch with my friends. And then she said, why? And I said, well, I'm not in band, so I don't have the same schedule. And then she said, well, let's get you in band. So, you know, I, I, I was able to read music already because I had a little bit of piano background. Um and then, and I had sung so much and done a lot of sight singing and musical theater. So I, I had that music part done, but I didn't quite have, uh, I didn't know how to play a wind instrument. But my dad, who was a band director at another school, brought home a bunch of instruments. I tried them all. I didn't like the French horn. I didn't like the saxophone. I didn't see a flute in the jazz band, so there was no way I was going to play flute. And a trombone, I could make a sound on. And it reminded me of James Brown, and I like James Brown. And it reminded me of Chicago, and it reminded me of all these funky things. And so I felt like it could play, it felt like the human voice to me, which I was already familiar with because it's a versatile instrument and it, it bends and it, you know, that's does what you want it to. <laughs> that, that's so, a great story, though. I, I'm really glad that Belrose uh, asked. Well, I, I want to talk about something that is even more powerful than your music. I want to talk oh, about wow. your biceps. Thank you. Wow. I okay. understand <laughs> that you've been lifting weights for a CrossFit competition. So how is that going? That's going really well. You know, I've been doing this um, fitness thing for about a year now. I've been doing CrossFit for about a year and a half at a really cool place over here in Pasadena called CrossFit Pendulum, and uh, the coaches inspire me. Um, I really like practicing these skills that are that are hard and challenging and require, like, years and years to perfect it. <laughs> um, and and I like to, I like to move. I like to um, lift really heavy things, and so... Um, that's, much, that's what I do. How, how much can you lift now and how much can you press? Well, oh, press overhead, um, uh, strict press overhead about, that's my favorite move or push press overhead, like 145. Um, because my, my, my coach calls me belts and delts cause I belt and then my deltoids are my strongest muscles. So, um, that's my nickname at the gym. But when it comes to squatting and running and, rowing and stuff, those are definite weaknesses for me and kind of 
they're kind of humble makers. Makes me makes me a little frustrated sometimes. I want to make sure everybody out there heard this is a woman who can press more than her own body weight. So That's true. You don't mess with her, all right? Oh, now, uh, does, uh, does, does the weightlifting um, affect your music other than making sure that, that the stage photos of you and sleeveless tops look really good? <laughs> um, it gives me a lot of confidence, you know, Patrick. It gives me a lot of confidence. It's, it's nice to know that I can go, you know, do something physically difficult that I couldn't do before, and makes it makes the emotionally difficult part of music a little bit more fun and a little bit easier. Well, I guess that that's accounts for why you have the confidence of King Kong when you're on stage. Well, here's a, uh, a another another one of your songs. I want to take a step back in time now and kind of selfishly play one of my favorite songs of yours. This is yeah. Gossip. Now, that's from um, uh, your mini preview album, which I might add folks can purchase on your website. Uh, it they can. Doesn't, it doesn't, pardon me? They can, they yeah. Can. Yeah, good. Well, it doesn't highlight your, your the kind of vocal fireworks uh, that you do, like the mashups do, but somehow it just sticks in my head, especially the refrain, adult education. Did you write that song, and is it about the music industry? Um. Wow. I did write that song. No, it's not about the music industry. It's just about life in general. Um, maybe maybe high school, maybe just a little flashback of, and then, then sometimes I picture, you know, maybe old ladies in the South gossiping too. Um, so it's, it's about really anyone. Well, it, it, it's, like I say, it, it's one of my, my favorite songs. We, we've got, uh, uh, some more emails here. We've got Blaze cool. in Seattle that says, Yay, hometown girl. Do yeah. you ever play live back here in your hometown? Yeah, I do a lot. Actually, I'll be there November 1st at the Triple Door. Spoiler alert. But you can always find the uh, schedule on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Aubrey Logan Music. Uh, my performance schedule is always up at my website, too, AubreyLogan.com. Okay, you heard that... Uh, Blaze, she is going to be back in her hometown, so you are going to get a homie there and check out the uh, the Yay. website. Uh, Mariana in uh, uh, New York City. Mariana wants to know, except for the, the red shoes, do you ever dress up in period costumes, say the 30s or the 40s? It seems like your music evokes that. You know, sometimes I dabble. Um, actually, in the past video I did with Postmodern Jukebox, I wore kind of a 60s-looking outfit um, from a place called Pinup Girl Clothing that is in Burbank, California here. Um, and then uh, I really like the mod era, that 60s look. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll if I'm not completely um, true to the period, I'm at least, at least hinting at it. Okay, all right. Your haircut kind of hints at it, too, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, another email here from Seattle. All all the homies are are listening here, and uh, 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 this is from Brass in Seattle. And Brass wants to know if you ever uh, run races in your hometown. You know what? I've never run a race. Um, I I don't. I, running is my downfall. Running is my version of um, timeout or punishment. But I. That's why I'd rather lift weights. But I'm trying to get better at running, so maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to come up and do um, a 5K. I really hope my coach is not listening to this because she keeps trying to get me to run more. Um, so now <laughs> she's actually listening. I'm going to have to do that. So thank you for um, spurring me on, my friend. 
Well, we have a whole bunch of emails here that are actually that they're asking two topics. The, the first topic they ask is, does playing the trombone give you more deep breath or deep breathing, as one person uh, puts in the email here, for running? Um, you know what? Pick something off uh, here, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Um, you know, trombone. Yeah, you have to be controlled with your breath on the trombone. So it actually helps my singing, and my singing helps the playing, and vice versa. I think. Um, it's all. It all seems very challenging. It's. It's always just kind of hard to play trombone. It's never really all that easy. I. I sometimes I don't, and and it's not all that easy to sing the lines that I have in my head so yeah I'm always a little out of breath I guess and and for some reason it's just not translating into the exercise it's just it's all hard all the time I don't know what else to say <laughs> <laughs> well whatever it does it, it it seems to to work extremely well and then we have a, a another um, set of emails a whole bunch of people have have written in and said uh, essentially, they said you never quite told us how much you can lift. Oh, um, from well overhead, one forty-five from the floor on a deadlift. Unfortunately, it's only gotten to like two twenty-five. I think I'm working on that one. You could lift two twenty-five. Only, only from the floor. Only, um, you know, only, only on a yeah. deadlift. Not, yeah. Not, not a jerk. No, jerk is like 150 or something. That's that's still. I mean, that. I think that's about as much as I could do when I was lifting weights back when I was 25 years old. Awesome. And, and I realize that you're you're 25 years old, but still. Right? We're around there, yeah. <laughs> that, that that that's. Uh, I, I'm I've impressed. I've worked on it for I've worked on it for 16 months or so. So. Been gradual. <laughs> you, you were you were able to do that in only sixteen months. A little bit wow. of a gymnastics background as a kid. A little bit okay. of gymnastics, especially when when it came to musical theater. So, so I think that might have translated into. Okay. Weeks. All right. Well, I, I'm 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 in, I'm very impressed, and um, <laughs> we'll be doubly careful. Uh, another. <laughs> Another email here from Seattle, and this is from uh, Rancho in Seattle, and Rancho wants to know, do you ever still do theater? You know what? I haven't since I was a child, So, but I'm not opposed to doing it one day. And you know what I like to do is incorporate – well, I think I do it without thinking, unfortunately. I, I, I act theatrical even without thinking about it. Um, I don't know if it's just like the childhood – whatever you learn when you're that young kind of stays with you forever. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to doing theater again if the opportunity presented itself in, in, a, in a way that made sense for me. I, it's still very close to my heart. Well, I, I, I think if uh, you did, uh, you'd do a great job, and I would love to see you. But Thank unfortunately, uh, I can't see you because we're on the radio and I'm not on Periscope, <laughs> and we are out of time. So I want to thank you so much for spending the thank time you, uh, with us today. Thank you it's, for having me. Uh, well, that, it, you're, you're always fun, and I will see you next week. Aubrey All right, Logan. see you next week. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye, Aubrey Logan, Queen of Jazz, Pop, Trombones, Video, and Live Entertainment. And again, if you're in Southern California, see her next Thursday at the E-Spot Lounge in Studio City. Reserve your seats now because it'll sell out. Every time I go to see her live, it sells out. So you want to go to www.vitellosjazz.com. And to also check out our YouTube channel. Uh, and also check out the Postmodern Jukebox YouTube channel uh, and check out the, uh, the YouTube for Bad Blood there. Okay, we're going to have to take a break now. And when we return, Kelsey Kulik will call us from way, way, way up in Canada. But her music is pure national. Don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit 
that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Hi, we're back here with Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host at Music Friday Live. And don't forget, we'd like to hear from you. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us. A lot of people have emailed us. And my apologies to those people who emailed uh, too late, but we're going to forward your emails on to Aubrey anyway. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, I want we have a guest Remember, I promised you a guest, but we also have to pay a few bills here, and we have a great sponsor who does that for us, Solar City. Now, you all know that solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people, a lot of you out there are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because, you know, there's upfront costs. So with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out. They'll install a solar system on your home for free. And you only pay for the power that you use, just like from the utility company. But you use a lot less of it because the sun's making a lot more of it. So it could, your bill could be as much as half. Solar City pays for the system. It ensures the system. It maintains the system. All you have to do is sit back and enjoy the savings. So if you have been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City. When Solar City is America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out? <clears throat> well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew that. You have your pencil ready. 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And tell them I sent you, and you will get a discount. That's right. Tell them Music Friday sent you, Patrick sent you, and you will get a discount. Well, I have often talked here about the Canadian invasion, you know, the flow of highly talented musicians from Canada to the United States that kind of seems to be sort of a permanent fixture of the music scene in both countries. Now, we've interviewed many Canadians here. Maggie Zabo, Olivia Penalva, the band Yuka are three that come to mind. Recently, I was introduced to the music of another Canadian, a woman whose voice and whose songwriting and whose personal story are it kind of you know hits you in the gut level and inspiring. Kelsey Kulik is from the, a tiny town of 1,500 people way up on Hudson Bay, but her talent may someday affect the world. After a bout with cancer, she was taken under the wing of a platinum-level producer who developed her ability so much that she delivered a hit EP last year as her debut. Now, those of us in the lower 48 are finally getting an opportunity today to meet Kelsey and hear what I think I can say. She's going to be following in the footsteps of people like Shania Twain and Sarah McLaughlin and Amanda Marshall. So, uh, Kelsey, without further ado, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. Uh, could you tell our audience exactly where you are right now? Uh, right now, I am in my home, not my hometown, but where I'm living in um, Canada, Beaumont, Alberta. So it's just outside of Edmonton. Okay, just outside of Edmonton for all you in the United States, right? <laughs> and who, who think that Canada is just sort of one big state, go look it up in a map <laughs> after the show, all right? Okay. Now, what first caught my attention was Midnight Rain, which is uh, a song from your self-titled EP. When I first saw the title, I thought it was a cover of, you know, the Journey uh, band's Midnight Train or Gladys Knight's Midnight Train to Georgia. But from, oh, the first, okay. but from the first note, I knew that this was special and uh, it was unique and it wasn't one of those. So I want to play a little bit of it here for our audience so they know exactly what I am talking about. Here's Midnight Train. Let's go. 
That is a powerful blues rock song with a country western theme. I, I think that song really showcases your talent. Did you write it? Yes, I did. Yeah, I wrote it um, about four or five years ago. I was working with Richard Dashett, who produced Fleetwood Mac, um, uh, their Rumors album, Tusk, Tango in the Night, a couple more, um, Mirage. And um, he, we were... We were working every day, and he was teaching me everything about production and music writing and and uh, just all of that stuff. And so, you know, he would give me assignments, and he said, okay, I'm going out to get pizza, um, and when I get back, I want a song written about a midnight train. And it was the pizza place was 10 minutes away, so he was going to be gone for 25 minutes maybe, and I was kind of sweating a little bit. But, you know, it just sort of came to me. I started strumming my guitar and... and um, and then it, you know, it just came out, and it it totally worked out like a funny way. But but this song is probably one of my favorites because it's got such a mood to it. That's what I've heard when I've played it live. People say I love this song because it's got such a mood. So I'm I'm happy that that people like it and really connect with this song. It has a, a great mood, and I'm even more impressed now that I know that you wrote it in 25 minutes while waiting for pizza. I mean that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more like 45 because when he got back, I had the first two verses done and the chorus and I didn't want to show him uh, because I was really nervous at the time I, was, I just you know kind of first started writing um, full time and he's like okay let's hear it and so I was I was kind of a little bit hesitant to show him but I ended up showing him and, and there was a couple friends around at the time and they were there during the process of me writing it and they were really excited about it they're like yeah show, show him Kelsey so after a little bit of coaxing, I, I decided to show him, and he and he was actually really excited about the song. This is probably one of his favorite songs that I've ever written to. Well, it's one of mine too. You, uh, oh, you started you started singing and performing, I understand, very early, about four years old. But as you've yes. just said, it, it was uh, an American producer who who saw your potential. How did the two of you connect? Yeah, you know, it was really funny. My grandpa, who is an outfitter in Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan, he um, actually knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew Richard. And um, Richard was retired at the time. And, you know, he just decided to come by one of my uh, pre-production things before we started recording. And he really liked the songs that I was doing. And he said, you know what? After we were done recording, he decided to come into the recording session. So after we were done recording, my first um, acoustic EP, which, you know, hasn't been released. It's it was just kind of been sitting in the dust. Um, he said, come down to Las Vegas is where he's living right now. And he said, I will work with you and I will teach you everything I know. Um, I've always wanted to work with somebody who, you know, doesn't really have her skills built yet. And um, I would love to work with you and, and teach you everything that I know. So um, we kind of got together that way, which was a fluke of events, but I'm so grateful for those fluke of events. Well, it, it, uh, I'm grateful for it, too, because it obviously he, he, he had the, a good eye and a good ear, and he uh, taught you well. And an example of that is this song. I want to change the tempo a little bit and change the mood a little bit and give our audience a sample of your new single. Took my hand and kissed my cheek and gave me wings to feel like I could fly. Where he broke my heart and lied to me and showed me just how magic died. Now that song, that song, which is your new single, it, it seems like it, it's a little more, um, a, a little more personal. The lines in it, then one day you came and took it all away. You even took her peace of mind. But I want to see some more, so just sit back and watch while I rewind. Um, yeah. Is that about you? 
You know what? Actually, it isn't about me. Um, this is a song I wrote kind of about my sister. Um, and, you know, as songwriters, we, you know, we take a lot of, um, you know, inspiration from other people, ourselves, and just, you know, kind of what we come up with, or at least I do anyways. And my sister is really close to me. And so um, I decided to, she called me and she was dating this boy. And my sister's very strong-headed and she's very set in her ways. And so she told me that this boy was really, really messing around with her. You know, they had just broken up and and she just didn't know what she was going to do. And, you know, I instantly got inspired. And um, my favorite place to be when I'm writing a song is in the bathroom. And I know that's really funny, but that's exactly what happens. I go to the bathroom with my guitar and I start writing a song. And, and um, you know, I just, you know, rewind like where this song, you know, I, I, want, I wanted her to rewind to where, you know, it all kind of went wrong for her. Then one day you came and took it all away and even took her peace of mind. So like all of her thoughts were changed and, you know, her personality was changed and she didn't like it. So that was kind of inspired by her and uh, her, her love that she was going through at the time. Is she uh, happy with the song? Uh, yeah, you know, she really, really likes the song. I've written a couple songs about her, and she hates when I tell the stories when I write my songs about her. She's like, why do you always have to tell people they're about me? And I'm like, well, because you're a good inspiration. <laughs> uh, and and I understand uh, what you said about the bathroom, because I know you did a per- – didn't you do a Periscope broadcast last night from the bathroom? I did, I did, yeah, and people were asking me, are you are you sitting on the toilet right now? Well, my bathroom's a little bit small, and, and, you know, the best acoustics are in the bathroom. And, I mean, I don't know why I get my inspiration when I'm in there, but I do, and I was in the bathroom last night for my show. <laughs> so so just uh, want to make sure all of our American audience hears that. Canadians are not dull. They even sing in the bathroom. So there you are. <laughs> Uh, we're talking with uh, Kelsey Kulik about her her debut EP and her new single Rewind, and you can talk with her too. You can call us at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com, and we are getting some of those emails. So let me uh, read them. Uh, Ronnie in Austin wants to know if you've ever sung at South by Southwest. He says that you would be a natural there, and you should do it. Oh, you know what? I've always wanted to sing at South by Southwest. Um, I haven't gotten the opportunity yet to, but I hope to the next South by Southwest because I've had some friends that have gone and they just said it was an amazing experience and and amazingly talented musicians everywhere. Um, So hopefully next time, next South by Southwest, I'll be able to go and, and sing. I've always wanted to do that. That's been a dream of mine. Okay. Vivian in Tampa wants to know why did you decide to do country and not some of the other possibilities or genres how did that happen you know i was born and raised in a small town um in hudson bay saskatchewan and there was one radio station that we listened to and it played mainly country music all the time and i grew up around all my family that you know they used to love to pick and grin around the campfire and all the songs that we sang were country and um you know uh I, I you know that's just in my roots that's who i am as a person i've always loved country music you know one of my biggest um i had a couple like amazing people that were um were a big inspiration in my life i loved shania twain allison kraus and uh you know some artists like that and you know once you hear a voice like allison kraus's or or a story like uh, Dolly Parton's, you just can't get that out of your head, and you want to protect my my way anyways. I want to connect with my audience with the amazing stories that country music is able to give to their audiences. Well, I think you you did that with uh, Midnight Train. Now, we've got an email here from Canada. This is from Vancouver, other side of the country, and this is uh, Morgan in Phoenix who says, Yay, a Canadian girl on the air. And then she says, um, have you seen much of the American music industry? How does it compare to the Canadian music industry? Well, you know, um, I've seen both sides because I lived in Las Vegas and I went down to Nashville a few times and, uh, you know, I grew up in Canada. So, um, I mean, the difference, I, I, I can't really say what the difference is. I mean, I loved, I loved being in both. I loved the Canadian experience and the American experience. And uh, 
I mean, I have more friends in the American um, industry just because of the way that it worked when I got older and I moved to the States. I just got a lot more of connection. So lately I haven't really been too much in the Canadian industry. I mean, we did a radio tour last year, which was awesome. They were super accepting and we haven't done one yet in um, in uh, the U.S., but we're going to um, with Rewind. And uh, so I'm excited to see see the difference there, which I don't think it'll be too too much or too big of a difference. Um, I'm really excited to to show my new single and, and uh, get a little bit more American exposure. Well, you can consider this as the beginning of your Rewind tour, and we're very accepting, okay? Absolutely. Now, Thank you so much. Well, now I have another question to ask you. And uh, You were diagnosed with uh, lymphoma in 2008, and you went through chemotherapy. None of your songs yeah. that I've listened to really refer to that, but I wonder, did that is that experience infused into your music in any way and into your life in any way now? Oh, absolutely. Like, um, I've never released any of the songs that I have written while I was going through chemotherapy. For me, music is a sort of a healing. Um, you know, if something's bothering me, I literally grab my notebook, grab my guitar, go and hide in my bathroom, and I write down, like, what I'm feeling. So, <clears throat> and that's, uh, it, it's really funny. Um, but no, that's, that's exactly what I do. And, and when I was going through chemotherapy, all the experiences that I experienced, I wrote down in a couple songs. And, and all, some people that I met, I wrote songs about them. It was, uh, uh, there's actually a song that I haven't released yet called Hold My Hand, and it's about losing um, one of my friends that I met while I was going through, through uh, chemo. And, um, and I really think that it can relate to a lot of people because uh, when he when he passed away and when anybody passes away that's close to you in your life, you just want to be able to be near them, hold their hand. Um, and I'm really excited to release that in one of the next couple of EPs. Um, but definitely um, my cancer experience totally changed my music writing and me as a person. Well, let us know when you release that. We are talking with uh, Kelsey Kulik about her new debut EP and her new single, Rewind, and a whole lot of other things. You can talk with her, too. You can call in, 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting there at work, like I know most of you are, with your headphones on and you can't make the phone call, you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to go back to music now and... Um, and a song that that puts you in kind of a different light. Uh, this this song is uh, "You Were Supposed to Be Mine." Days of winter change time. Just that you had crossed my mind. Broken glass on the floor. Been walking on, but I can't feel the pain no more. That is is so beautiful, and it and it tells a story that I think we've probably all lived in. Most of us have lived in the lines, "You are a cold memory in my heart. You are a path that leads back to the start. With you, I never want to be apart." Um, sounds like a relationship. Is is that a relationship that you'd like a rewind on, or am I reading it wrong? Yeah, you know, I think everybody has those relationships. And um, this song I wrote actually just a couple months ago. And it's, I mean, I'm a sucker for slow ballads. That Those are my favorites to sing and to write. I have so many of those. And, and people are always begging me to write quicker up-tempo songs like Rewind and Midnight Train. But my heart is in the sappy love songs. And, um, you know, because I feel that they can really connect connect with people. And that's, you know, why I do music is to connect with people. And You Were Supposed to Be Mine is, you know, about somebody who who I never wanted to be apart from. And, um, and I mean, I you know, if you listen to the song, it, it just says what I was feeling at the time. And 
um, it, you know, I was just playing it on the couch, actually. I wasn't in the bathroom for writing this song, um, but I was sitting on the couch and I just started, you know, playing my guitar and, and I was just thinking, thinking about, you know, past relationships and, and all that sort of thing and, and the relationships that really, really hurt me or, or um, stuck to me. And, you know, you were supposed to be mine just popped in my head and I just started writing it and, and um yeah, so that's what, you know, it was kind of about a relationship that I wish I could rewind to. Well, like I said, that uh, I, I recognize that that puts you in kind of a different light, and now I know why, because you didn't do that one in the bathroom. Right. Yeah, there you go, exactly. Uh, okay, maybe, you know, your next album is, is or your next EP is going to be the bathroom EP, and then have another one in the <laughs> yeah. non-bathroom EP. <laughs> we'll record it in there and everything. Yeah, there you go. Um, I hope you have a big bathroom. It's going to be hard to get a control board and a bunch of microphones and stuff into a uh, a small one. But anyway, yeah, exactly. one. <laughs> uh, or when you when um, you have an opportunity, you get a bigger bath. Maybe you can design a bathroom that that has kind of a studio built into it. Absolutely, I would love that. Singing in the shower. There you go. I'd love yeah, to so do that. Just make sure you don't electrocute yourself. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Enough in the bathroom. Let's move up a level here. Um, your songs, with the exception, I think, maybe of Stop You, which, um, which we're going to hear in a minute, kind of evoke an, an image of the past. Um, you're talking about a train in the last century, lovers in the personal past. They kind of have a sort of a sepia tone world around them. It is. Do you create a lot from memories or from the feelings of memories? Yeah, you know, I think so. Um I do, you know, it's experience that, experiences that have happened to me um, or, you know, somebody that I know or, you know, like Richard was a really good person to write with because he gave me ideas and it was like something just turned on in my head and I just started writing like Midnight Train, you know, it, it was it was a really cool experience to write that song because it, it felt like, you know, I, I was you know, there before or something like that. It was it was a really cool cool song to write, and I usually do write songs about you know past experiences and and just something that you know. But I also try to write something that people can relate to. Midnight Train was more of a of a, a spooky song. Um, you know, I just wanted to give that vibe. Um, but Rewind and and um, You Were Supposed to Be Mine was definitely um, about you know a past uh, to make people feel something that you know they might have lived before. Well, you did it well. They definitely have that sepia tone. Now, I want to ask you another personal question here. Um, you're a very beautiful woman. When, when I saw your oh, picture you. and your videos, I thought maybe you were a model or a movie star doing an album. And, then, of course, I heard your music and I knew better. But, but I wonder, <laughs> does, does your physical beauty help or hinder you in the, um, the music world? You know, I think it, it really depends. Um, you know, um, I've been told that you know, uh, you know, it's good to be beautiful and um, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I think sometimes it, it hinders me a little bit because um, people don't take you as seriously as you hope that they would. Because you know, I'm all about my music. So if you know, I uh, didn't have to look glamorous. I mean, of course, I'm a girl, so I love to get pretty and, and all that sort of stuff and do fun photo shoots. But to me, music is all about the music. So, you know, in like, you know, the 60s and 70s where you couldn't really see artists, you know, there wasn't, you know, much of internet to, to go and see, oh, who's dating who or who wore this at, at the show last night. You know, um, uh, I think it was better for those musicians because they actually really got to prove themselves and their music without people always being bombarded with their photos. And, and I mean, I know we live in a very, very visual society now today. Um, and so I get, I guess it's good. Um, so it's good and bad because, you know, sometimes you wish people would just listen to your music and, and take you a little bit more seriously. Um, but you know, it, it's nice to surprise people too with, with the music that I write, you know, you wrote that song, actually you. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I did write that song, you know, thanks for, uh, thanks for not thinking that I could or something. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right. I mean, it, it's good and it's bad. Okay. Uh, now, you're headed to uh, Nashville next week. What are you going to be doing there? 
Um, I'm going to be doing um, a couple shows. Uh, I'm going to be doing lots of um, meetings with people and writing, songwriting sessions. I'm going to do a couple shows. I'm going to go to the Bluebird Cafe for some open mic nights, write with some friends that I have down there, and, uh, you know, just basically throw myself at Nashville and, and hope they like my music. Can people go to your uh, website and find out where you're going to be uh, playing in uh, in Nashville so folks in Nashville can go see you? Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, post them on my www.kelseykulik.com website, my Facebook page, and my Twitter page and Instagram. So I hope to see everybody who's in Nashville out there really soon. Uh, okay. Well, we're getting tight on time. But uh, there is one last song on the EP that I really want to play a, a little bit of. I love the way you you put this song you song together. There's so many subtle details that add touches of color, and and it's got a really strong through line. I think musically, it's probably one of your best that I've heard. Uh, did you write oh. and arrange that song? Sorry. Did you write and arrange that song? Oh yeah, I did. I wrote that song, and I was in there for um, the recording process and and the arrangement and all that sort of stuff. Um, that song again was not written in the bathroom; it was written in my closet, and uh, and it was also written about my sister. Oh boy, I, I could see the next EP: songs written in small spaces about my sister. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, you know, it's my thought. My sister's a good inspiration, so you know uh, they work. Well, well, while we keep that image in our mind, or maybe not, uh, I, have, I have to say we are unfortunately out of time. Uh, so I want to say thank you so much for taking the time and calling in from uh, way up north and, um, and gifting us with, with your songs. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Thank you, Patrick. I really appreciate it. That's Kelsey Kulik, and the EP is Kelsey Kulik, and it comes in parts one and two. The new single is Rewind. You can follow her and get them at www.kelseykulik.com. And just so you know, Kelsey is spelled with an A, not an E. That's www.kalseykulik.com. YK.com. Well, that's it for, for this week. You've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from the uh, CyberStationUSA.com network, the Blog Talk Radio network, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get a real-time update on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com. I know a lot of you are downloading this as we speak. And if you email us questions, uh, we'll forward them on to the artist. Be here next Friday. Our, one of our guests is going to play some Punjabi rock. <laughs> That's right, Punjabi rock. Mikal Hassan. And another guest, one you've heard before, uh, Noctam Buell. They're going to return with a new album. Uh, Noctam Buell will be here. So that's going to be two ends of the spectrum. Check our, our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on the guests. And right now, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Midnight Train. Uh, good night, everybody, and have a great musical week.
John Walker Who never loved a game It's 12-0 Tennessee, you'll hear his own cry, his own for the love of his.